else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast alongside Alex Jones, Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Back with you here is the Buffalo Bills, as I promised at the end of our last podcast, we'd be back talking playoff football. The Bills in the two seed that we hoped they were going to go ahead and secure. They did it in Miami with a 21-14 victory, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers here in the wild card round coming up on Saturday from Highmark Stadium right here in Orchard Park, New York. So um, I it wasn't pretty. There's no style points in the NFL. A couple ugly turnovers, but outside of that, Josh played a phenomenal game, 30 of 38, two touchdowns, uh, and the Buffalo Bills get it done. What do you think the mindset is? How much of the momentum they carry from these games like Miami, or do you think every week, clean slate, win or die? I think, you know, they, they've kind of had a clean slate, but at the same time, they've been they've had this mantra four more games, um, and, you know, it's been nine more games, eight more games, seven more games, six. Now they're at where it's four more games. Um, and I think they're really going to lock in on this mindset of everybody versus Buffalo. Everybody did count them out after that Broncos game. It was, you know, the, the, this team is, is not even going to make the playoffs. They might be a top 15 draft pick team. And then all of a sudden, they go on an absolute tear and show everybody who they really are. Well, the Bills put together five straight wins that you alluded to there, Alex, before the playoffs, but now it's keeping that alive. And can they add on four more victories, making a nine-game winning streak that ends with a Super Bowl crown? That's the hope at this point, but all starts this weekend against Pittsburgh. So before, there's a lot going on in the NFL, a lot we can cover here. But let's get into this past week before we get too much to this weekend's game. Takeaways from their win over the Miami Dolphins, Alex? I thought it was a really resilient win against a good team. You know, they they showed how, even with injuries, which they were massacred by, um, they could overcome most things. And I thought it showed how resilient this team is. And, I mean, what? They're down 14-7 going into the fourth quarter. And then Deontay Hardy goes... 96, 95 yards to the house. Uh, I mean, game changer right there. That was the kind of spark I think they were waiting in that game to happen. They moved the ball with ease throughout the course of the game, but man, that spark came at exactly the right time for the Bills in this one. Yeah, it really did, Brad. It was a huge moment for them to sort of get them over the finish line, as it were. Um, they had, They very clearly had like you could feel they'd almost slowed down a little bit and the momentum had really shifted towards the um, Dolphins. And then on a dime, Bill split everything. And it was probably one of the better performances we've seen from them. Going down the stretch, you know, they, they really showed who they were on a limited team. Um, and 
the offense ended up getting the one score they needed. Yep, finds Knox. Knox stretches the ball over the goal line, and there you go. Buffalo's on top. Um, they were close down the stretch on that final drive before they got the ball back and nailed it out. I'm picking up that first down and fourth down. That would have practically iced the game, but even when they didn't pick up the first down, I was like, you know, they're still in their own territory. There's plenty of time. Trusted the process. I trusted the defense in that one, and they came up big Taylor Rapp with a big interception. Hopefully he's okay. We'll talk more about injuries momentarily, but that was huge. Yeah, and it was it was I really love McDermott trusting his quarterback in that situation. You know, this is the guy you're paying a quarter of a billion dollars to. You gotta go all in on him. And that's what they did. They said, you know what, we're gonna trust we ice out this game and we take the title. And although they were close, they didn't end up getting there. But it, I, I'll take that. At, I'll, I'll take that every single time over uh, scared. You know, we got to just run away and hide. Several did not practice for the Bills. Um, we saw Deion Dawkins go out like his hand was sliced. At least he was bleeding quite a bit during that when they wrapped him up. We saw him back. Well, he was limited yesterday, did not practice today. Gabe Davis, we saw go out with what is not to be feared a major injury, but put some more game to game. He did not practice today along with Tyrell Dotson, did not practice. He was limited yesterday. Rasul Douglas has not practiced this week with a knee injury. And then uh, Dawson Knox has had an illness today. Deontay Hardy had a personal day today. That's the injury report for the Buffalo Bills. And you know what? Uh, as much as the Bills did dodge major injuries, both these teams are headed into this game. Um, just a little look ahead for the Steelers, you know, um, injured and banged up. And so um, it's sort of a matchup of like, and like it always is in the playoffs, who's left? You know, who's the one who's, who's the one who's going to be best ability is availability, right? The most intriguing person from the Steeler injury report was yesterday with Najee Harris not practicing due to a knee injury, full of participants today. So really, the only one that jumps off the page um, to me, of course, is T.J. Watt. They've already ruled him out for this one uh, with, I believe it's an MCL sprain, so he's not going to play in this one. Cameron Hayward, he was limited. No um, report here on Larry by um so i mean not a lot jumps off the page curious to see what kind of minka fitzpatrick they get back uh coming off of a, a knee injury he's been a full participant the last two days I, I expect him to go here but the injuries right now not as majorly concerning as it was to let's say miami last week yeah and I, but honestly, Brad, the biggest one is T.J. Watt, right? That's yes. the guy who drives a yep. lot of what they want to do as a team. Um, and without him, it, that defense is significantly less foreboding. They're still scary defense. The Steelers are a hard-playing team um, who do everything smart. They play very well. They're tough, tough team. Um, but without T.J. Watt, it is a significant difference. Which of the Bills injuries frighten you the most, at least going into this week, or concern you? I'd say that's probably the fair way to put it here. What injuries on this Bills roster concern you, Alex? 
Uh, I, I mean, Rasul Douglas is still a little banged up, which is never good. He's been their top corner. Um, and I mean, Gabe Davis, obviously. Gabe Davis is the number two wide receiver. Um, Dawkins' hand, I think, is just a, an issue of the healing. I don't know if it's going to be like a yeah. pain management thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Gabe Davis, you got to say it. I mean, Gabe Davis, when he gets hot, is the best player. Is one of like the best players in the NFL when he's on. He can he's, he's shown against the Steelers that he can put up crazy stats. So uh, I think not having him makes you rely on guys like Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, um, Shakir. Seems like he's cleared out a bit of a niche, a new a new role within the offense, and I think that's good. But not having Gabe, and obviously Stephon Diggs, but not having Gabe as your number two and as your blocking receiver. That's it. He might be one of the best blocking receivers in the NFL. Um, it, it just really hurts. It yep. just really hurts. And that's the thing with Gabe. He hasn't shown on the stat sheet a lot, but what doesn't show on the stat sheet is his blocking and the blocking that he does in the run game. Like you said, Alex, one of the best in the NFL. So that would hurt in a game that could potentially be run heavy if the, the weather continues to look a little bit sour. Yeah, it, it really is. It is a, um, it is an unfortunate thing to hear. See, if the weather is going to play a role in this one, I don't feel nearly as concerned not having Rasul Douglas in for this because we'll probably need him in, you know, the divisional round should they pull through here. Uh, You know, whether it be Kansas City or Houston, whoever they they end up playing, or not to discredit uh, the other teams here, but it's probably going to be uh, either... Who's it, Houston or Cleveland or Kansas City? I'd say it's going to be one of those three teams. I think the ideal scenario is Kansas City wins, uh, Cleveland. Um, I mean, you could see a scenario where it's Dolphins, Ravens, but the Ravens just did whatever they wanted versus the Dolphins. Um, the, The Browns are someone that the Ravens do not want to see. They just don't want to, like, I'm just going to be honest, they don't want to see him. Um, because it's, it's dangerous. They're, they're, you know, Cleveland's a dangerous team to what the Ravens want to do. They hate each other. It's also going to be a really conflicted stadium when Joe Flacco was back there and how much he's been up in Baltimore. So, I, I think I work for both. Is Kansas City winning, Bills winning, Cleveland winning. Because then Cleveland takes on Ravens, and then Patrick Mahomes has to come to Buffalo for his first ever road playoff game. Yes. Yes, this is true. Um, just looking at the weather for Saturday or Sunday as the Bills will host the Steelers here at 1 o'clock kickoff from Highmark. Uh, National Weather Service calling for snow. Gusty winds at times, high of 23. Winds out of the uh, west-southwest, 20 to 30 miles an hour. Yeah, could be very breezy. High chance of snow at 80%, 3 to 5 inches. That could change because they're not sure how the band's going to come off the lake and if it's going to go north enough that it'll hit OP. But uh, it's that lake effect storm that we're going to be keeping an eye here in western New York all the way leading up to kickoff. 
and that could have a huge effect. You know, it, it turns everything into it turns a lot of things to downs rather than field goals or punts even. Yes, because you're more you're you're saying you know what we're gambling going for that that fourth down than possibly kicking the ball and have it go out five yards out uh, five, after five yards straight out of bounds. You know what we'll gamble and start getting a little risky. And everything becomes a four-down situation, which is, you know, it's good, but it's also bad. Yeah, we'll have to see how it all plays out going into this game. But, um, yeah, weather without a doubt is probably going to play some kind of factor in this one. But it could be, you know, temperature-wise could be worse. You could be in Kansas City this weekend if you're the Miami Dolphins, where it's going to be Freezing. To think that Buffalo could be back in Miami this week had Miami won that game instead. Nope, Miami's on the road in Kansas City, and it's probably going to be wind chill-wise well below zero. Yeah, it's going to be honestly brutal. All right, I mentioned other news in the NFL. How can we not touch on this? Uh, the big news today, a lot of surprising news yesterday coaching-wise. Let's see, Pete Carroll dropped first that he's not returning. Then we hear Nick Saban's not coming back to Alabama next year, and then this morning... Uh, we all wake up to probably the glorious news if you're a Bills fan. Bill Belichick's time in New England is over. There's no denying what he did. He won six Super Bowls. He went to nine. He had great success there, but a lot of it was tied to Tom Brady. There was controversies that came out here. The man did well. Give him his flowers and stuff, but as a Bills fan, it feels good to the division. Yeah, it does. It really does. You know, the greatest of all time getting someone who's genuinely probably the greatest of all time to do their profession out of motivation is always good because it just felt like a matter of time until somehow Belichick struck lightning again. Yeah, and we'll see how it goes. Mike Vrabel was the other, I wouldn't say surprising. I kind of was wondering if they were going to part ways. With, they didn't do it on what is later in the week. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, there were some surprising hires that could you see, or firings, I should say. Could you see Vrabel now going to New England? Could you see O.J. Mayo? I mean, there's a lot of things that you could sit and forecast in your crystal ball at this point, but uh, at least there will be a new face at the head of the helm in New England next year. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Rumor on the street is Gerard, uh, Gerard Mayo yep. is the looking like the internal candidate. Vrabel's in discussions as well. Um, yeah, it, it's it's weird. Um, it, it's very weird. Well, thanks again for tuning in to the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast. Find our work online at drafthousesports.com. Follow us across social media at TW Callahan DHS at Bills Bruiser at DHS Buffalo. Find us on facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. All right. One o'clock kickoff, Bills, Steelers. Steelers needed help to get in. So they were big Tennessee Titan fans. As, you know, Bills fans were until the end of the Dolphin game. Um, that, that was our contingency plan on getting in the playoffs is that uh, they would have made it in because of Tennessee's win here. Well, Tennessee's win also got the Steelers in. How do you feel about the Steelers team who... You know, it has done enough that they keep Mike Tomlin from having a losing record. They make the playoffs. I mean, they're doing just enough to go ahead and keep playing, but this is a team that, you know, doesn't have picket in this week. Um, I mean, where do you take it at this point here with, you know, a Mason Rudolph-led Steelers team coming to town? 
I think it's they're in a tough situation, Mason Rudolph, and honestly, their quarterback, you know, their quarterbacks in general are not an ideal situation. Um, so I think the Bills need to watch themselves because Jalen Warren, Warren, and um, Najee, Najee Harris both good backs. Yeah, the wide receivers Deontay Johnson and Kenneth and Kenny Pickett can go off anytime. Um, so it, it's one of those games where. If this were not a playoff game, I'd be like, ah, we got a trap game here. But in actuality, I, I don't think the Bills, you know, I don't think they're going to fall for that in the playoffs. They're they're coming ready. Um, and I, I, I think nine and a half points was the last line I saw. Um, and it's going to be, it, it easily could be more than that by kickoff. Well, the Steelers come in. They've won three straight, uh, going back to a win against the Count. Or excuse me, the Bills have won five. Can, can I count here? The Bills have won four straight, looking to make it five. The Steelers have won three straight down the stretch, beating the Bengals, beating the Seahawks, and then beating the Ravens scrubs uh, last week, which was a close game. I mean, shoot, they they could very well be sitting out of it at this point. But yeah, Vegas still has a line coming in. Buffalo is nine and a half point favorites on this one. X factors in this. What does Buffalo need to do to get a win here, Alex, and advance to the divisional playoff round? They just need to execute. They need to get pressure on Mason Rudolph early and often. They need to shut down the Steelers run game. Um, put them in Basically, you need to make on defense. You need to make try to make Mason Rudolph beat you. Make Mason Rudolph beat. You. Um, and then the second part on offense is going to be just execute. You're, you stretch them out, force them to choose to defend the run, defend the pass, and do the opposite. Pound the rock early, make them compress the field, throw it over the top, then make the stretch. And then, and then or if one of the things like we saw in the Dallas game where it's like, hey, the run's open. Just keep pounding the rock. Just keep pounding, mm. pounding the rock. Um, and uh, I like the structure. It's going to have a huge game here. Um, we're telling what happens So, I mean, this is one of those games, Alex, where Bills fans in the stands, if there's a cheer that's uniform other than the shout song, and let's go Bills, and let's go Buffalo, is... Uh, let James Cook. I, I, I think, uh, you know, we haven't seen quite, you know, what we saw out of him that Cowboy game, but it's there. Uh, obviously, he was a pro bowler this year. I say going to this one, that should be one of their mantras on offense, at least. Let James Cook. 100%. And, you know, zero all, all pros, which is also interesting. Um, literally, it's, it's crazy to think about zero all pros. Um, I feel like if Sean McDermott's not the worst thing to think about, like, oh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Deion Dawkins, all pros, maybe even uh, on the defensive side, Trout or second team in Trump. Not a single player on the from list is crazy. Uh, and just fueling the mantra of Buffalo versus everybody. You know, that 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 mentality that Sean McDermott loves to be like, hey, there's this slight against you. This is a real tangible slight. Yes. The Bills can go out and be like, hey, voters, 
F you. <laughs> you think we're you think we don't deserve an ultra? Cool. We're gonna go embarrass the seventh seed this weekend. Well, here here's a question I'm gonna put out there. Josh Allen, you know, turns the ball over three times. Um they lose a turnover battle by one, three, two. Can they afford to lose the turnover battle and find themselves in the win column? No. In in the playoffs, it's in, almost impossible to do that. Um, so the, and, and, and that's just furthering my point here, Alex. That, I mean, basically, Josh has to be smart with the football. There's no luxury. He's got to be have communication. So, you know, there shouldn't be an instance where his receiver runs the wrong route and he's throwing it into a wide open, you know, Eli Apple. Can't happen at this point. Exactly. And that, that just needs to be um, – that that just needs to be shored up. If they're gonna play, if they're gonna win and go deep into the playoffs, mm-hmm. those miscommunications can never happen for the rest of the year. All right. So very thin leash. You know, like we said, going into the playoffs, basically, you know, every game is a playoff game, and they treat it as such. You know, they reel together four straight down the stretch, starting with Kansas City, the Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Patriots. All right. Here's a question I want to throw out, a personal question here. So, of course, it's a selfish question. But, Alex, i got to ask you, um, you know, typically a Bills fan, I'd say, has a routine. And they're not going to change that routine unless the team loses. So, you know, amongst all four wins, all happened, uh, you know, in December. And then, you know, the, the fifth straight win, of course, against the Dolphins. So my question is, Christmas decorations have been up since the win streak started. I'm thinking I leave them up to keep the win streak going. Is that okay? Uh, I think I think I think Christmas decorations look great up until the week at, or the week of President's Day. Okay, fair. All right, so they will remain up at least our abode here in in Western New York uh, because yeah, they're riding hot. So I say, as long as the bills are in, so is Christmas here at at, at the Icorn Abode. And, and same thing on my end. I've been wearing. I switched up the outfit um, to go back and um, haven't changed since the win against the Chiefs. Um, and I think I got to keep rocking with that. So that'll be underneath all my winter clothes. We threw a mild audible in, and it was my wife's wardrobe. She had been rocking my red uh, Color Rush Stefan Diggs jersey. Well, for Christmas, I got her a her new favorite player is Dalton Kincaid. So I got her Kincaid jersey. She's rocked the Kincaid jersey the, since she's got it the last two games they've won. So uh, Kincaid is new into the lineup. It's not a change. Well, it was a change when we first introduced because it was a gift. But now Dalton Kincaid is rocking in there. Hey, that's the way you got to go, right? All right. We, we talked about the injuries. One injury I wanted to bring up here because it bodes onto the rest of the roster here. Taylor Rapp, you know, has been rotating in as a third safety. If he's not good to go in this game, do you see them elevating DeMar Hamlin into that role as, of you know, the more special teams role that we've seen him play this year? Yeah, I think so, Brad. Uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know if he's going to get the full run. They might just roll back to that two safety look. Um, but it'll be interesting to see with also Rudy Sewell Douglas being out, how they divvy up the defensive back snaps. Maybe we see Tiger Alon step into a bigger role. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if he even is dressed going into this one. Um, he could be. But don't know at this point. We'll find out um, once the, act, or the inactives are announced on Sunday coming up here. Uh, again, 1 o'clock kickoff from Highmark Stadium, televised nationally on CBS. So Tony and Jim Nance and Tracy Wilson will be here for the game and should be fun for those of you watching on television this one as Buffalo's been red hot down the stretch look to make it six wins in a row as they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other final thoughts as we transition into this game here, Alex. There's just nothing left to do, Brad, but just win, baby, win, right? There's no style points, right? It was the same way in the regular season. It applies to the playoffs. There's no style points, but making massive turnovers are what can hurt you in this one. So I don't think we can have some of the ugly wins that we've had this year. Uh, let's go across the board. I mean, Chargers, I'd say that was probably an ugly win. Uh, the Buccaneers game, definitely an ugly win. The Giants game, an ugly win. There are plenty of ugly wins on this team. Um, I mean, really, I think there's the no least room for out of those, it. That, that Chargers team is a talented, talented squad. They With just that had, kind of salary honest, cap, I, it should yeah. be. Yeah, they just had a dumb coach. Like, in all honesty, they just had a dummy for a coach. You know what I mean? Like, just honestly, it was yeah. like, yeah, turns out you just have a stupid guy as the head coach who got elevated too quickly into a position he should not have been in. Well, to reiterate what you said, Alex, I Josh has to be super smart with the ball. They they can't take any risks. They have to be smart and not turn the ball over here, especially in this kind of weather. If that's on the ground, then just ball control is going to be huge in this one for both teams. A hundred percent, Brad. I could not agree more. You got to control the ball. You got to control the clock. Um, and you know, if the Bills can do that, if they can play mistake-free football or limited mistake football. I think that's the recipe for success. How less daunting is the Steelers' defense without T.J. Watt in the lineup? I mean, it's night and day, right? Like, don't get me wrong, they still have a lot of good players. They make it Fitzpatrick, um, but it's T.J. Watt, right? Like, yeah, he is. He is probably the defensive player of the year. He is the sack leader, the regular season sack leader, I believe. Um, and he's just one of the best players to play football. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Not having him in the game makes your life infinitely easy. It does. And I remember when I heard the news when it dropped on Sunday, this is well before we knew that Tennessee was going to win and uh, that the Bills were going to go on and beat the Dolphins. We didn't know back then, and honestly, um, I – felt peace of mind when I heard the news. I never want to hear that anyone's hurt or anything like that, but knowing no. someone of that magnitude is being held out, said, well, if we do play them, that's something positive going into the game. Yeah, 100%. It is It is a, a huge net positive. Well, again, Bills taking on the Steelers in the wild card round. The Bills, the two seed. The Steelers, the seventh seed. And we will wait and see, should the Bills go ahead and get that 1 o'clock win? Um, we should know immediately following. Actually, we won't have to wait and see. We should know who the Bills will end up playing 
in that one here. But, you know, I remember going to that Cincinnati game thinking they could win, but ultimately, I mean, the team didn't bother to show. I hope this team was just prepared, poised, has a game plan, doesn't take anything for granted. I am trusting the process because I expect that to happen this week for McDermott and company. Well, I think it's the thing too, Brad, of like that that Cincy game, like, I mean, we kind of all knew it was going to happen. It, it, and not for anything other than they literally just saw a close friend die in front of them and be brought back to life uh, less than three weeks. And they're playing the same people, getting the same feelings. Like, they they were never destined. Like, after that injury, it was just never going to happen, unfortunately. Like, they just weren't emotionally. They were emotionally shocked. And especially after that New England game week 18, like, they, they were just drained. So I think it, it is the thing of, like, it was it was never going to happen. But you know what? That's that wasn't meant to be, you know, this year, this team is firing. Like it, it's almost like they're opposite ends of the spectrum. Last year, they were fading heading into the playoffs. This year, they're ascending heading in heading into the playoffs. And I, I like that. I like that position much more than fading. That's right. Well, Buffalo is tacking on, looking to tack on already five wins make it nine, and uh, win the whole dang thing. It starts this weekend against Pittsburgh. Well, that's going to do it this for this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Sports Podcast. Of course, DraftHouseSports.com, DHS Buffalo, T.W. Callahan, at Bills Bruiser, and on Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. Final thoughts this week, Alex? Go Bills. Indeed. Well, again, thanks for tuning in for the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Yes, in the wide words of Alex Jones, go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Available on Spotify, Odyssey, High Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. In our street media production.